thank you, Jesus. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? You see, the Bible says, we, I said it in the book of Revelation, chapter number four. The Bible says that John saw heaven and he said, there was a throne. And there were 24 other thrones that were around the throne of God. And he said that the living creatures were, were saying, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they say, every time they say, the elders will fall down before the throne and lay down their crown and adore the one that sits upon the throne. Hallelujah. So it's not a religious act to bow before the throne of God. I know we are bowing in our heart, but sometimes we need to bow physically. Hallelujah. So we are here to talk about how to receive an open heaven. Or, let me change it again. How to activate an open heaven. Hallelujah. How to activate an open heaven. It's just we're going to teach and we go home. Tomorrow again. And Friday, we're going to do ministry or other ministries. Hallelujah. So today, be expectant. The greatest blessing that you're going to receive today is the impartation of the word of God in your spirit. Because everything else can be taken away from you, but the word of God in your spirit cannot be taken away from you. Hallelujah. So tonight, we're going to do impartation of the word. That you may sit under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, under the teaching of the Holy Spirit. So I'm not going to just talk to you. God is going to reveal himself to you. We need that in this generation. We need that in this time where everybody wants a laying on hands without the impartation of a word. You see, we have come to a time in our lives, in a time of history, where we need to know that it is written. Hallelujah. People have experiences. But if the experience is not consistent to the it is written, throw it away. You are quiet. Because everything that is not consistent to the it is written, it's a big window for heresy. You must know that. Because you must be word-based. If you are Holy Spirit-based, you must be word-based. Now, the Holy Spirit told me why the word is written. Why the word is written. And he gave me just, he asked me a question. And he asked me, when you go to the court and you have a witness, and the witness is speaking, and somebody else stands up and they said, what he says is not true. What is the proof he has if there were only two involved? It is word against your word. Then he says, but if what the other guy says was written and signed by the opponent, can the opponent argue? I say no, because it is written. He said, that's why my word is written. So that Satan will not have any legal ground. Because it is written, it is written and signed off with the blood of Jesus. So when we quote that it is written, we are, we are legally entitled to receive victory because it's written. The proof is there. Hallelujah. We don't need many witnesses. We only need the it is written. So tonight we're going to go on the it is written. Every statement shall be supported by the word of God. Hallelujah. So 
Today we're going to, to talk about activation of open event. But first of all, let's see what is an open event. And for those who are taking note, I want you to write it down. An open heaven is an opening in heaven. An open heaven is an opening in heaven through which heaven connects to earth. Hallelujah. Are you there? An open heaven is an opening in heaven through which heaven connects to earth. Hallelujah. Now, through this opening, visitations, encounters, and blessings are released. So an open heaven is an opening in heaven through which heaven connects to earth. And through the opening, visitation, encounters, blessings are released. Now, let's establish the fact that in heaven we have what we call doors and windows. They are not the same. Hallelujah. We have what we call doors in heaven and windows in heaven. They are not the same. And they don't play the same role. Hallelujah. Now, what I'm teaching you, I didn't read it in a book. I didn't hear anyone preaching that. I was taught by the Holy Spirit in the Word. So some of the things you know, some of the things you don't know. Hallelujah. So I didn't go to listen to a tape of Google. No. This comes from the Holy Spirit. Now, doors in heaven. Revelation chapter number 4, verse 1 to 3. Revelation 4, 1 to 3. He said, after this, oh, it's here. After this thing, I look and behold what a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which, and the, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me, saying, come up here and I will show you the thing which must take place after this. So this is the first scripture. Doors in heaven. Hallelujah. He said, I saw a door opening in heaven. Scripture number two. Genesis chapter number 28. Verse 12 to 17. Genesis 28. Verse 12 to 17. Genesis 28. Verse 12 to 17. We're dealing with doors and windows. So he said, Then he dreamt, and behold, a ladder was set upon the earth, and it top reached to the heaven. And there an angel, the angel of God, angel of God were ascending and descending. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I will give to you and your descendants. Verse 14. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the, to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 15. Behold, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go and, you, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. 16. Then Jacob awoke from the sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Verse 17. He said, And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. 
Hallelujah. So in heaven there are doors. Hallelujah. There are doors in heaven. Now there are also windows. Hallelujah. Heaven is a, is a mansion. Hallelujah. Heaven, spiritually, heaven is a house. We have a father in the house. Hallelujah. We have a father, son, and Holy Spirit representing God in the house. We have a council of elders. And we have a sense. It's a family. Hallelujah. Now let's see the windows. Malachi chapter number 3 verse 10. Malachi 3 10. After we finish this, I believe God is going to impact something in your spirit. Malachi 3 10. It said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me in this. Somebody say try me. We'll come, back. We'll come there sometime. Try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. And if I will not open for you the word, the windows, not the doors. He said, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there, there, will, there will not be room enough to receive it. Windows. Let's go to 2 Kings, chapter number 7, verse 2. 2 Kings 7, 2. 2 Kings, chapter number 7, verse 2. Thank you so much. The media team is doing very well. So, an officer on whose the king leaned answered to the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven or open the windows of heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. So, the people of old understood the reality between the windows and the doors. You see, the church, sometimes we are ignorant and we function anyhow. That's why we miss it. Everything spiritually has its functionality. And we must approach it according to the purpose for which it was placed. Hallelujah. Say, for instance, you cannot access the Father without the Son. Yes, people pray like this. Lord God, I come before you. Father, I come before you today and I pray that you may bless me. It does not work. In whose name are you going before him? John 14, 6 says, you cannot go to the Father except through me. So before you address the Father, tell him you are coming in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm standing here in the name of Jesus. And I pray in the name of Jesus. And when you finish, you thank the Father in the name of Jesus. People say, Jesus, bless me. No, Jesus has no blessing to give to you unless the one the Father gave him. You, you need to know who to address your prayer to. He said, you will ask the Father in my name. That's why many of us, we pray wrong. And, 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 and God is a merciful, he hears us anyway. But there's a protocol. There's a protocol. If you want to be successful, you need to know the protocols of heaven. Hallelujah. So when I ask, I ask to the Father in the name of Jesus, and I thank the Father for, for the response. And he does it. Hallelujah. So 
you, you need to understand that whenever a door is open in heaven, it's the mark of a visitation, angelic activities, encounters, human having heavenly encounters. That way, that's what doors are there for. Doors are there for visi heavenly visitations, angelic activities, people being transported to heaven. You know, you won't go to heaven through windows of heaven. Because Jesus said himself, he said, only the thief climbed by the window. <laughs> so everybody that goes through the window is a thief. He said, I am the door, and you shall go through the door. So when you, we, we, we have an open door in heaven, it means that God is fixing to either visit us through angelic activities. He will give us a dream where we are taken to heaven. Those who have dreamed where you are taken to heaven, it's through opening of doors. Hallelujah. Now, windows. Windows deal with the pouring out of spiritual blessings, material blessing, or provision. That's why Malachi said, Test me, you see, if I will not open the windows of heaven. So every time God has to bless you, He throws it through the windows. Ah, uh, you don't check what I'm saying. Yes, he throws it through the windows. But when he wants to talk to you, he sends his messenger through the doors. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. So blessings are received through opening of windows in heaven. Encounters are received through opening of doors. Hallelujah. So, so that, that's how it works. That's how it works. Now, there are also doors in the life of human beings. Yes. Yes. Now, I want you to be open-minded. I know we have some people here that say when you are saved, these things don't matter anymore. You are fooling yourself. Because it does matter. It's in your Bible. Hallelujah. What, is, what does Genesis chapter number... Let's, let's read the book of Genesis chapter number 4, verse 6 to 7. Genesis 4, 6 to 7. What does it say? So, so the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Let's go. If you do well, he said, if you do well, you will not be Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is lying at your. And the desires is for you, but you shall rule over it. Sins enters the lives of people through doors. Hallelujah. So the blood of Jesus closes the doors. But do you know that? Although the blood of Jesus closes the door, you can open it still yourself. It's in the New Testament. That's why I say every statement shall be supported by scriptures. Let's go to Ephesians chapter number 4, verse 27. And I want you to write all this down. Ephesians 4, 27. What does it say? It said, do not give a place to the devil or do not give a door or a foothold to the devil. 
according to the translations. Hallelujah. Let's go further. 28. Verse 28. Okay. So let's go to Ephesians 4. Let's even read from verse uh, 26 to see it in context. Uh, Ephesians 4 from verse 26. We'll read until verse 28. Ephesians 4. Let's read from verse 20, from, from verse 26 to 28. Let me read it while we are putting it there. He said, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Why? Then he said, and do not give the devil a foothold. So it means if you get angry and you don't deal with that, you are opening a door. Hallelujah. And he said, do not give the devil a foothold. And he said, verse 28, anyone who has been stealing must not steal, must no longer steal. So he's telling you what to do to open the doors. He said, if you are stealing, don't steal anymore. But must work doing something useful with his own hand. That he may have something to share with those in need. And he said, do not let any on." Was some talk come out of your mouth. So he's saying, those who like jokes. Yeah, because he said we are human. So you, you do those funny jokes that are meaningless, but are just in the spirit you are confused. You use your mouth in an unholy way. And then you want to use that mouth to chase the devil. He said, no, the devil does not listen to that one. So he's telling you what to, what to do when you do this. You are weakening yourself. Hallelujah. So, so there are doors in the lives of humans, and we need to guard the doors of our lives. Hallelujah. Now, it, we go on and we say, Satan access lives of people through those doors. Now, there are, there are many doors in heaven. Many doors. I will name you few of the doors. Remember tonight we are, into, we, it's, it, we, are, we are doing part one. Tomorrow we'll do part two. One of the doors in heaven is called the door of faith. Through that door, God releases encounters of faith. I want us to read in the book of Acts chapter number 14 verse 27. Acts 14 27. He said, on arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God has done through them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentile. A door of faith was opened to the Gentile. Hallelujah. So you must know, I'm trying to explain to you what happens to you in the spirit. You might not know it, but this is what is happening to you. You know, it's like a doctor, when he comes and he, he does a surgery on you. He informs you of what is in your tummy. You don't need, you, usually you don't need to know that before you leave. But then he comes and he tells you, this is what it, how it is. Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to show you what happened in the spirit. 
when you have some encounters, the door of faith. There is a door that we call the door of salvation. Hallelujah. John chapter number 10, verse 7. John 10, 7. Jesus said, very truly, I say you, I tell you, I am the door for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. So the door of salvation has a name. His name is Jesus Christ. So when you enter through that door, you receive salvation. So there is a door of salvation. There is another door that is called the door of preaching of the gospel. Now I'll tell you how to, how to function in those doors. Preaching of the gospel. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 verse 12. 2 Corinthians 2 12. He said, furthermore, when I came to Charles to preach Christ's gospel, and the door was opened to me by the Lord. So when you go to preach the gospel, God opened a window, a door that we call the door of the gospel. So when you enter that place, in heaven there is a door of the preaching of the gospel that is open. So that you have favor when you preach. Hallelujah. Now, I want to tell you about one of the doors. It's the last door. There are many doors, but I will stop with this. The door that is called the door of hope. Hallelujah. There is a door in heaven that is called the door of hope. Let's go to the book of Hosea or Hosea chapter number 2, verse 15. Hosea 2, 15. Are you here with me? Is it too quick? He said, I will give her a vineyard from there and the, and the valley of Accor as a door of hope. She shall sing there and in the days of her youth and in the days when she came up from the land of Egypt, I will give her the valley of Accor as a door of hope. So let me tell you something. Whenever you are in despair, it's been the door of hope is closed. Haven't you realized that sometimes you want to pick yourself up, but it's completely impossible? You try to encourage yourself, but you don't see future. There are many people that don't see a future. It means the door of hope is closed. And you need to ask God to activate that door of hope. Otherwise, you pray, you pray, you pray. It's good today, tomorrow it's bad. Today you are high, tomorrow you are down. Hallelujah. Because the door of hope is closed. So we talk about the doors and the windows. I say the doors are for visitation and encounter. The windows are for blessings. And we have doors that I talk about, door of salvation, door of hope, the door of, of, of the gospel, the door of, uh, uh, of, of faith. There are people that entered the door of faith and they walk in supernatural faith like never before. They stood in the door of faith all their lives. Hallelujah. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
But if that was the only thing that we needed, why are we struggling with faith? You know, sometimes you need to go deeper than what you read and ask some hard questions here. Hallelujah. So you need to understand that spiritual thing works like this. Without revelation, you have nothing. So you stand on the door of faith. Remember what talks about the gates of heaven. I start to preach about that and I stop because the Holy Spirit stopped me. I don't know why. The 12 gates of heaven. The blessing within the gates of heaven. Hallelujah. So you need to understand that, that every, every door in heaven carries a certain blessing. And when you enter by that door, you enter, you enter the anointing that, is, that carries that door. You need to understand that when Jacob was blessing his 12 sons, he gave them something anointing. And if you read properly your Bible in the book of Nehemiah, you'll realize that, it, that when Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls, he rebuilt gates. Hallelujah. I went through with a prayer team. There is a door that is called the Dung Gate in the book of Jeremiah. The Dung Gate means that the place of, of where you take the rubbish out. So the Dung Gate is a de- gate of repentance. So when you want to go into repentance, you are standing spiritually in the dung gate. There is another gate that is called the sheep gate. Hallelujah. So when you, want, when you want to deal as a pastor, when you want to deal with the quality of a sheep in your house, you stand in the sheep gate. There is another one that is called the fish gate. And that fish gate is connected to evangelism. So when you are an evangelist, you stand in the sheep gate. There's what we call the horse gate, which deals with warfare. So you need to understand that there are gates that you stand on when you want to access a kind of result. Yes. Because there is an anointing that backs all these gates. How many people have heard me sometimes when I speak, I say, I stand on the wings of prophecy. Have you heard that? That's the gate of prophecy. It means when you stand in that gate and you decree, it can't fall. Yes. Yes. You were here, if, I think, two, two years ago, when a lady lost her child for four days and she came here. When she came, she was like, she's losing her mind. I stood here and I said, I stand on the wings of prophecy that in 24 hours, the child will be fine. In 24 hours, the child was found. Because I was operating from a gate. Ah. Because I knew, I knew what it meant to operate from spiritual gates. So when you want to decrease something, know where you are standing. There's no way you are standing. Know where you are standing. When you want to operate in supernatural faith, you access the gate of faith. You stand on the gate of faith. And you decree it. Hallelujah. Now, you must understand, you, can, you should understand also that those doors and windows can be shut. Hallelujah. I said doors and windows can be shut. Let's read the book of 2 Chronicles chapter number 7, verse 11 to 14. 2 Chronicles 7, 11 to 14. Come on, let's go. We don't have, I have only one hour because we're coming tomorrow. I'm looking forward for tomorrow because tomorrow we're talking about how to activate them. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, 2 Chronicles, it says, that says Solomon, 
Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. And Solomon successfully accomplished all that came into his heart to make, to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayers and I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut the heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land and send pestilence among my people. Verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. What does it mean? Healing the land means I will open the heavens. So the sickness of the land is connected to the shutting of the heavens. When the heaven has shut over somebody, ah, it's difficult. When the heaven has shut over somebody, nothing he does works. Work. He will. He can. He can jump as high as his ceiling. When it comes down, it's the same result. It means he's operating under a shut heaven. Hallelujah. So heaven can be shut. Now let's 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 read again in the book of Revelation, chapter number. Heaven can be shut. Or heaven can be open. Revelation chapter number 3 verse 8. Revelation 3 8. Let's read Revelation 3 8. He said, I know your work. See, I have set before you an open door. Huh? And no one can shut it. For you have little strength. I've kept my word and I've not denied my name. Now, now, he's backing the open door with integrity of his name. He said, I'm opening a door and no one can shut it down. Hey. So it means that if God swing a door open in heaven for you, no devil on hell can shut it down. It's not possible. It's not possible. He said, he I put my integrity behind this word. I'm opening a, word, a, a door and no men. But he said, if I shut it, no man can open it also. Hallelujah. So, so you understand that gate can be shut and gate can be open. Let's read Isaiah 22, verse 22. Isaiah 22, verse 22. Thank you, Jesus. He said, the key of a house of David, I will lay on his shoulder, so he shall open and no one shall shut. And he shall shut and no one shall open. Hallelujah. So there are things... Look, Malachi chapter number 3 verse 10 that we read says, he said, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Now, question. If you say, I'll open the windows, what does it tell you? That the window will shut. You cannot open something that is already open. So God says, put me to test in this. Ha. Huh. If I will not swing open, some versions say the floodgates. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the windows of heaven. Now, things that shut the windows or doors, things that can shut your window or your door. I, I, I'm teaching so that you can examine your own self. You see, sometimes Christians are lying to their, themselves. They are saying those big things, but nothing is working in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I've seen many, many Christians that are lying. I am blessed, but he's broke. I am healthy, but he's so sick. No, sometimes confession needs to be manifested. Hallelujah. I've come to a place of my life where I said to God, Jesus was not just confessing, he was seeing. I don't want just to confess until I die. I want to see what I confess. Uh, who, who agrees with me? That we cannot just talk, 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 talk. Everybody can talk. Hallelujah. Actually, Isaiah 53 was not do, given to be confessed. It was given to be lived. Hallelujah. Whoa. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Things that can shut the doors. Disobedience. Disobedience. Now, Deuteronomy chapter number 28, verse 15 to 44. We will not read all of this, but let's start to read Deuteronomy chapter number 28, verse 15. He said, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes which I command you today, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Let's continue. Verse 16. Okay, let's remedy this quickly. Deuteronomy 28. Okay, I want to read from verse 16. He said, you shall be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading through will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed. The crops of your land and the cows of your herd and the lambs of your flock. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Then the Lord will send you curses, confusion, rebuke in everything you do put your hands on until you are destroyed. Now listen, this sounds terrible. And that's not what Jesus is going to do to us. But I'm, 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 I'm appealing, I'm, I'm just thinking. Haven't you realized that some people also in their life, wherever they put their hands on, you <laughs> I told you, they said, we are hiring people in this company. When you get there, they say, application closed. <laughs> Hallelujah. You go, you work, when you come home, well, the day you are paid, slow puncture, fridge is broke, broken, electricity, what? Then you scatter all your money. But you are a Christian. All your savings are going. Okay, I, I'm not saying you are under a curse. I say it looks, I, I didn't say that. But I say it looks like something is not right. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I like to be honest with God. When things like that happen, I go before God. I say, is there anything you want to tell me? I, we never know. Ah, it's not something that cannot be cured. It's not a death sentence. Hallelujah. Doors can be shut because of the state of your heart. 
Oh. The state of your heart. Let's read Acts chapter number 8, verse 18 to 24. Acts 8, 18 to 24. People, I promise I will do one hour, so let's go quickly. It says, and when Simon saw that through the laying on hands of the apostle of the Holy Ghost, the spirit was given, he offered them money. Let's go verse 19. Offered them money. Let's, uh, let me read uh, from here. They said, when Simon saw that the spirit was given at the laying on the hands of the apostle, he offered them money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hand may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you bought, bought because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of his wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. Look, what the man was doing here, we do it in our churches now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do an offering to get the anointing. Oh, this guy was doing an offering. Eh? He was sowing in the life of Peter to get the anointing. He said, listen, he didn't say, I want the Holy Ghost to brag. He said, I want the Holy Ghost so that I can also pray for people to be filled. That was his motives. He was not looking to get money out of praying for people. He just wanted to pray for people to be blessed. And Peter said, your heart is wicked because you are trying to bribe God. My God, help us. So we have many people on TV and everywhere. Come on. That are asking you to give in order for you to reap the anointing. It the Simon spirit. The Simon spirit has entered the church. The Holy Ghost is a free gift from God. You can't buy him. If Simon has come to Peter and said, listen, Peter, God is blessing you, I see. He has turned my heart to just bless you with this. Peter wouldn't, Peter wouldn't say anything. But he said, I want to give so that what is in you may come upon me. My Lord, help us. You see how the church has gone far. There is always saying that now the anointing is here, so in the anointing. Where? Since when? Simon. You see, the Bible says, freely you have received, freely give. And I'm not against giving. What I'm against is the motives of giving. So this can even shut your heaven. You can have the opposite. And the demon spirit can answer you and you think you got something. Because you are not functioning according to the principle of Christ. How much did the disciple pay to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Some of you, I perceive that you don't want to come again. 
Because you've been taught this, this junk all your life. And now it feels like food, but it's junk. Hallelujah. And you know, junk food has the ability to make you obese. It's not feeding you well. Hallelujah. Unbelief can shut the heavens. Matthew 13, 58, where Jesus couldn't do many miracles because of the unbelief of the people. The heavens were shut. Sin can shut heaven. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter number 5, verse 25. I want to read Jeremiah 5, 25. Jeremiah 5, 25. He said, your wrongdoing have kept these away. Your sins have deprived you of goods. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is something also that can cause the heaven to be shut. Operating from the wrong place. Yes. Yes. Have you read the story of Ruth and Naomi? You know, Naomi went to the country of the Moabites because there were farming in the land where she came from, the land of Israel. She went in the land of the Moabites and her husband and her children died because she moved from the protection of Israel. He said, I'm the God of Israel. Now she went to a land where idol worship was the center of everything. She went to take refuge in that land. And you know what happened to him, to uh, uh, Naomi? She lost everything. Now, sometimes you are operating from the wrong place. You need to be sensitive in the spirit. You see, the people of Israel, they went to Egypt because of food. It's quiet. Do you understand that there was a famine in the land and there was food in Egypt? So Jacob, the man that struggled with the Lord, that overcame. For God, that he was struggling, he was struggling with Jehovah Jireh. And he wanted to seek for an answer from Egypt. He heard. He didn't see it, but he heard. Be careful of what you are hearing. Because sometimes what you hear can lead you to Egypt just like this. The appetite of getting something can lead you to Egypt just like this. So be careful to what your ears are hearing. Listen, they went to Egypt because there was famine in the land. You know that your need can corner you to go to Egypt. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, young people, your desire for marriage can lead you to Egypt. You so want to get married that you marry an Egyptian. No, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me here. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. No, 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 you got married, you woke up. The Egyptians is lying next to you. You are already in Egypt. What shall you do? Do not let your need corner you. I said do not let your need corner you into a path that God has not set for you. You know, you know I always say that, that, that Jacob, Jacob married Leah at night. 
When he woke up in the morning, he realized I married the wrong one. <laughs> Be careful not to marry. Otherwise, you will wake up with Leah. <laughs> the reason why some people are not satisfied with their marriage, they are still looking for Rachel. Even when they are married, their eyes are out there because they realize I married Leah. So I'm looking for Rachel. May God help you that your Leah may become your Rachel. Hallelujah. So if you are not married yet, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm serving you dinner. If you are married also, that you realize it maybe it's Leah. You <laughs> it's time for you to say, Lord, you have the power to change everything. I pray, I pray, I pray that Leah may become richer overnight. Say, help us, help us, help us, help us. Help us. Help us. People are operating from their own place. They were looking for a job. They were so desperate that the first opportunity they didn't ask God. They grabbed it because they need a job. They go there after two months. Hey, pray for me. What is happening? My workplace, my workplace, my... Ha! What did God tell you when you were going there? You see, if we move by the Holy Ghost, we'll avoid many things in our lives. Some people even die because they can't hear from God. Yes, some people died because they couldn't hear from God. There was a man called John Gillick. He was driving his car, and the Holy Spirit told him, stop, and go to the opposite lane. He said, what for? He said, I'm telling you, stop. He said, I tried to go, and after 100 meters, I realized I know his voice. So he went to the other side. And right before that, Yvonne was an accident. A lorry lost his way and swept all the cars in the lane where he was and killed them all. If he didn't hear from God, he was kaput. And then people would cry, he died prematurely. You don't. There will be a shooting out there. You walk in like a damn person. <laughs> Dead. Did the Holy Ghost told you to go out that morning? Listen, if we are not going to tune our ears to the frequencies of heaven, we'll be affected by many things here on earth. Because sometimes you don't even need to be in the place. You don't need to be there. So, so say, 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 Lord, have mercy. Because we operate from wrong place, from wrong, from wrong uh, 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 cities, from some people are not even supposed to be in Bloomfield. They are sitting here. And then they say, oh, I'm stuck. Lord, open the windows. Which windows? Your windows are open maybe in Cape Town. You are sitting in Bloomfield. Oh, somebody get me tonight. The place of your blessing is somewhere else. Even attending church, 
You are sitting on a pew in a church while God is waiting for you somewhere else. Don't check what I'm saying. We must consult with the Holy Spirit in every move we do. Doesn't matter how small the move is. We need to consult with the Holy Ghost in order to know I am in the right place. I am functioning under the right atmosphere. Then I will stay. One time, I, I, you know, when I was called by God, I was so excited because for me, I was called to America. No, every black boy has a dream to go to. I don't know how it works, but we all had a dream to go to America. And I wanted to go to America. And I wrote a letter to the school in America, and I said, I am coming. Would you bless me? And they said, no. I said, why? They said, when we prayed, the Lord said, you must go to Africa. I said, that's the devil talking to them. Because I wanted to go to America. Dollars. <laughs> now, when they told me that, I said, okay, let me go to Africa, then I will go. So I chose to come to South Africa because I, there was many countries that they told us, they gave, us, they gave me a list of many countries, they said, pick one. Then I said, let's go to South Africa. But when I was coming to South Africa, my brother told me, please be careful. The Zulus are there. <laughs> uh, have you seen the sphere of Chaka Zulu? <laughs> so, so, so from my understanding, everybody is a Zulu. Like you think also Africa, we are all living in the trees. That's the way we think also of you here. <laughs> so, so when we came here, when I saw the airport, I was shocked. I said, what is this place? Is it Africa? Then we came. And my friend told me, do you have houses there? I felt like saying, no, we live in a tree. You remember, do you have houses? Everything. I say, well, you see, we are closed. We are not, we are not undressed. So surely we come from somewhere where you dress up. <laughs> now, after a year, Christ from the nation wrote me a letter, and they said, the Lord has spoken to us. We grant, we're granting you scholarship, half scholarship, you and your wife, you can come. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to America. America. Then I went to sleep, and in my dream, I was sitting there telling my friend, I'm going to America, and when I spoke, I looked my hands, it was full of blood. So I tried to wash the blood, it was not going, the more I washed, the more it was coming. And I said, Lord, what is that? And the Holy Spirit told me, if you leave this land, everybody I've put in your path to be a, that you may be a blessing, their, hand, their blood shall be in your hands. So I wrote a letter to Americans, I said, Americans, I'm not coming, because I know the ancient of days, I know how he speaks. So I dropped the, 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 the American project. And later on, later on, God opened a door for me to go to America. When I got there, a guy came to me and said, man, man of God, if you want to stay in America, I can give you a house. I say, you. <laughs> you, you want to kill me? Yeah, a house. What am I going to do with a house in a land that God has not called me? 
I'll be stuck in the house. So what? I'm in America, but I'm stuck. I want to be where God wants me to be. Hallelujah. Say, I want to be where God wants me to be. I want to be where God wants me to be. Hallelujah. So you can operate from the wrong place and you can get the wrong result and you think God is not with you. But praise God, through this week, God is going to reposition you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Some of you are going to have unusual results that you never had in your life. Why? Because the Holy Ghost told me. He said, tell my people, when they grab this revelation you are giving them, doors and windows shall be opened. And he said, and he said, I'm going to move some supernaturally. And they're going to, they're going to experience favor like never before. Because the time to favor you has come. And the word of God that is spoken tonight, that word is vitalizing your body right now. Hey, you, you, shall, you shall not be misled anymore. You see, God, is, God told me, he said, I'm going to remedy something through this week. I'm going to correct something that was not corrected before. I'm going to reposition something that was not positioned. I'm going to realign something that is not aligned. Some of you, the thing that was destroying your body, you can say bye-bye to it. I said you can say bye-bye to it. Yes, you can say bye-bye to it. Why? Because when you are exposed to the rhema of God, Kills everything that is not of God in your life. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. Say, Father, I need the Holy Spirit to guide my every step. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I refuse to operate from the wrong place. I thank you for open doors and open windows from tonight's encounters and blessings are released in my life in the name of Jesus. Give a big hand to our Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Tomorrow I'm going to talk to you about how to activate our oh. Because that's where I want to get. But if I don't explain this thing, what do you activate? You just need to understand well. Hallelujah. And, and, and I'm laughing, but we're going to change some layers into Rachel. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Hmm. Hmm. From Egypt, we're going to put you in Goshen. You're going to move from, from the headquarters of, 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 of Pharaoh into Goshen, where the light of God shines and the power of God is displayed upon you. Hallelujah. God is going to correct something. I'm so excited about what the Spirit is doing. I say, I'm so excited. Please don't miss tomorrow. Hallelujah. Are you coming? Please don't miss tomorrow. I'm begging you. Because if you miss tomorrow, when you come Friday, you are like an alien among us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we'll be talking another language. Yeah, people will be speaking another language. Yeah, no, no, they're standing in the door first. You say, what is that? Hey! 
So don't start and not finish it. Can we all stand up? And I want you to pray for yourself and for the neighbor that is standing next to you and say, God, thank you for the revelation of your word. And I pray that you may impart your word in me and in this person so that her life or his life will no longer be the same. Just pray for two minutes for you and for somebody next to you.